0: Okay, ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay, but do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Sounds like you're talking into the princess's butthole.
1: Yeah. It's very cavernous in there.
0: Well, the thing that a lot of people don't know about the princess is she's got a a gaping butt. Whole right now, why a lot of people ask, Why are you one of those people?
1: Yeah, I am one of those people. I want to know why
0: she likes anal, she's in the oh
1: well. Thank god we got down to no pun intended the bottom of that one.
0: We were on tour with a lovely lady whose name I can't remember, but she was from like a Scandinavian country, she and she had like one name, like. Mau Mau or something like you know what I mean like it was a one name Scandinavian (laughs) lady singer
1: well Mau Mau's two names but yeah
0: well no if Mau Mau could be one name like
1: (laughs) it just sounds like one name said two times
0: well her name wasn't Mau Mau it's I forget what her name was but very attractive Scandinavian singer and she was on tour with us and the last day of the tour she was the opener. And we said goodbye to her like before we went on the stage because she was leaving before we were getting off stage. And when we got off stage and went to the dressing room, as I was approaching the toilet, it looked like like a Stephen King movie, like uh, like there was a ghastly, like the Grim Reapers' tip of the Grim Reapers' black bony finger was sticking out of the <laughs> top of the toilet. <laughs> And I was like, what is sticking out of the top of the toilet? Like nothing God, should be sticking out of the top of
1: the I'm toilet. I'm not loving, I'm not loving the story, by the way.
0: Anyways, we I go up to the toilet, and there in the toilet is the girthiest. It looked like a rhino horn. It came to a point, but it was a jet black, rhino horn-shaped, giant turd with no toilet paper. <laughs> and she was the only one in the dressing room so it was her and i was like look at the girth on this thing now it came to a, it came to a, a sharp grim rapery finger point but man at the at the receiving end the uh, ex- exit end who boy almost the size of a of a like a children's bat like a baseball bat right not not an adult bat not an mlb bat but a child's like t-ball bat right that kind of and i'm telling you all of us after seeing that immediately excused herself to go masturbate furiously
1: oh boy <laughs> it reminds me of when you're you have little kids and they take big poops and you're like man how did you do that dude
0: how did that come out of you? It's amazing what kind of poops kids can do, because you know why? They're stretchy, kids are stretchy. Um,
1: I'm a little distracted because our manager is trying to book me a flight to the UK right now, of course, when we started rocking. Right. And she needs to know if I have a certain airline account, because daddy wants those points. You think daddy wants to fly all the way to the UK and not get the points? No, daddy wants the points. Thanks, daddies. Anyway, um, well, I'm here on an off day somewhere in Nebraska.
0: Ooh, in where a, in Nebraska. I'm, I've think, rarely played Nebraska.
1: I think we're somewhere outside of Lincoln.
0: Oh, I have played Lincoln.
1: Yeah, i played Lincoln with you. Well, there you go. But yeah, we're on our way from, where were we last night? It doesn't matter. I, do, I can't remember. On our way to Denver, and this was the off day stop. So I'm in a strip mall looking place. Uh, in a hotel in the middle of nowhere. Drinking some of that coffee. Drinking some coffee with almond milk. Vanilla flavored almond you milk. You're doing that
0: 3 p.m. coffee.
1: I know. It's going to fuck me up later. I've been sleeping like shit
0: out here. Dude, I'll drink coffee at any time of the day. Or night. And it ain't affecting this. Thanks, Daddy. What are you snacking on over there? You doing a little snacking today? I had a. I just ate a... All beef patty with, with some French is uh, yellow mustard. Yeah. And now I'm having a Coke Zero. Man, I haven't eaten yet today. I think I might walk over to this Kudoba here in a sec.
1: And get a goddamn protein bowl. That's, what's going
0: on? Well, I'm at my uh, HTD heaviest to date weight. Yeah. Which is not a place that I want to be. Because my HTD is... You down with HDD? Uh-uh. You know me. Uh-uh. I'm not down with HDD. Some people are, but I'm not. Many people in the world simply don't
1: care much about what they look like, and I wish I had that problem. Do you
0: think that's true? I mean, I see people all the time who seemingly don't give any Fs. They're called America, by the way. They're called Americans. You know why we're called America, right? Right because we can American.
1: It ain't called American last time I checked.
0: It ain't called United States of Watch your calories. It's called American.
1: American eat that double cheeseburger with a 6 piece nug with American, the sweet and sour sauce.
0: American eat a lot of Frito-Lay. Dude, I went to I went to Costco yesterday. By the way, there was a time in my life where I enjoyed the company of strangers. Yeah,
1: that's called being young.
0: That's called being young, the company of female strangers. And that would get my heart a racing. It would get me lively in my brain. It would make my heart flutter like a little baby bird flying out of its nest, maybe for the first time. But guess what gets this thing, Daddy's heart a fluttering? First, spotting an almost impossible thing a parking area that you can put your car into that you can leave your car at which almost as impossible as trying to find a gold bullion at the bottom of the big blue sea dude you can't park like build a bigger park if you're gonna have a costco build the biggest parking lot in the world Don't just build a regular parking lot and just tell people to go fuck themselves.
1: There's a restaurant in town, the French place, that everyone freaks out about. It's called Once Upon a Time in France. They have maybe three seats in there. They don't take reservations. Parking is... You're going to get killed parking there because it's in a weird part of town. And you can't ever eat there. I told like that place is fucking dead to me. Every time we try to go, we can't eat there. They have like three seats.
0: Yeah. There's a place like that in Minneapolis. Do we ever eat there, that breakfast joint?
1: Probably. If Where we were you playing had, the fine line or varsity theater. It's right, or whatever.
0: Now, it's right across the street from the varsity, but you go in there and then you file in and you're just hanging out behind the person whose seat you're about to take. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. Have you been in there? Yeah. I love that place. Here's what here's what happens though. When I'm when I'm lording over someone who's eating their fucking blueberry pancakes, I'm like You know, I don't want to, like, make those people feel bad that I'm waiting for them to finish. But here's what I've noticed. As soon as I sit down, I don't even know there's anybody behind me. Oh, yeah. Even though there is. The whole time I'm sitting down, there's somebody right behind me. But I've never thought of them ever until this moment. No. Well, because...
1: Yeah, you stand there, and you, you your job is to make someone feel like they need to get up so you can sit down. It's a horrible position we're all put in. But then when you sit down, when it's your turn, here's all you hear.
0: Yeah, the sound sounds of, the of the fucking grill. Ocean. The, sa- the calming oceanic sounds of the grill. Frying up delicious Blueberry, the best blueberry pancakes. And dude, in the you're world. pulling out b you're pulling out like the Buttress of
1: Windsor, maybe pulling out a OG first edition copy of Moby Dick. And you're gonna get some reading
0: done. Well, I always go with friends, so we're chatting. But here's the thing. I've never thought of the person behind me ever until this moment. I in fact it is weird that I've never thought of, like, it like never at any point did I think, oh, I should hurry up and eat. Because I was lost in a daydream called Blueberry pancake.
1: Well, and it's your turn, and that's the way it works. Because no one's going
0: to give you an award
1: for caring about the person when it's your turn. Everyone gets it. When it's your turn, it's your turn, period. That's life.
0: That's the way I'm with my wife. I don't think, like, who's going to be next here. I'm just like, I take my time. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's my turn with my wife.
1: Well, it's like when you, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast, but when you have to fly coach and you walk by all the people in first class, here's what you're thinking. You fucking rich fucks. Fuck you. I know you think I'm a poor fuck. And they're all, they kind of avert their eyes and look. But then when you're in first class and everyone's walking by you, here's what you're thinking too.
0: You fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure out life. When I'm in first class, which is so rare. It's always if somebody else is paying for the ticket. If I'm paying Same. for the ticket, I'm not in first class. Same. Uh, but if somebody else is paying for it and I'm in first class, I act like, oh, I was born in first oh, class. Dude. Like- yeah, yes, More great coupon, please.
1: <laughs> Who are these people? They'll just let anyone in first class now,
0: including me.
1: Dude, I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, I bring act
0: like up here. I act like the fucking queen delivered me, dude, <laughs> into the world, and then sat me into first class. I act like I fucking got my first grade reading exam in first class. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I. This is my area, motherfuckers. And who are you again? Until the w- next time I fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then and I
1: gotta, what does your, fa- your family
0: crest say? And then I got to slink past these motherfuckers oh, Who, no. By the way Here's what I know about those people in first class Nobody that's in first class Is paying for their first class ticket They all work for a business And that business is paying for their first class ticket And if they own the business They're flying private So nobody's, in, nobody's paying for those tickets In first class Period
1: It's an unpleasant part of flying When you don't have it
0: well there's things you learn in life. As you get older you realize, oh, everybody's pretending to be an adult, but they all feel like little children inside.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Nobody the other thing you realize is nobody knows what they're doing. They all pretend to know what they're doing. Yeah. And 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 the better you are at pretending, more successful you are.
1: It is largely rewarded in this life. Oh yeah, if you artist.
0: if you go if you're like a real human being, if you're a real thanks daddy like you and me are, you're aware that you don't know shit. You're aware that the world is a giant mystery. And you will say it and go, I don't know what anything is. All I have are these facts and figures. And from that, I've constructed this algorithm that I live my life by, but ultimately don't know anything. Meanwhile, Donkey Donut Head over here is like, (laughs) Oh, I know what's going on in the world. Because this man told me to. He said that fill in the blank said this. And it's true. It's the word of fill in the blank. I know what's going on. Oh, that thing? Oh, I know what's going on with fill in the blank. Because fill in the blank told me about fill in the blank. (laughs) So I know what's going on. You don't know, dick. I filled in the blanks. And if you're just like, yeah, I'm not sure about this information. You know the information that you just imparted on me with that sort of sense of cockiness and uh, confidence? I'm not sure about it.
1: Oh, man. Got into it heavy on the bus last night, which is a big no-no, as you know. But politics came up. Oh, nice! No. The issue of kids going to drag shows came up. Now, what? There were kids there was, going to
0: drag shows.
1: It's This whole thing that's happening right now. What? Yeah, it's a big, big deal. Now, laying on, laying on me because you know me, I don't, I don't fuck with the news, dude. Well, part of like what was happening for Pride Month was they were putting on what they're calling, just in certain parts of the country, the LGBTQ plus whatever the fuck they're putting on what they're calling like family-friendly drag shows. Because they're trying to introduce drag culture to kids so that it's not taboo. Nice. Now, the the problem is some of these drag shows went kind of into drag show territory and were kind of sexualized. Uh, Like one guy in a thong like doing handstands in front of kids. And so some parents, not loving that. Not loving their kids may be being susceptible to a drag show. Now, the left, of course, thinks, well, what's wrong with it? Everything's wait, wait, oh, cool. Hold
0: on, hold on now. Let me let me get some facts straight. I thought this was kids doing drag shows for other kids the same no, age. No, this, this is adults doing family-friendly drag shows. No. Yes. Hey, uh, no. By the way, first of all, no. First of all, no. I don't give a fuck what it is. Oh, we want to do a fake... Uh, Marriage between a man and a woman, no problem. Have kids do it. Don't have adults come in and do anything with kids.
1: Well, I don't so, give a fuck what it is.
0: So, no. the, left, so the, the answer is no.
1: So the left is saying, "Hey, what's the big deal?" People on the right are what's saying, the big, "Hey, it's adults." I know. Hold on. Just let me get my story
0: out. Okay. Sorry.
1: So it's okay. So there were seven people on the in the front of the bus last night, and this got pretty heated. Out of the seven people, four people didn't see the problem at all. And in fact, we're kind of looking at the other three people who are a little concerned about it like we're like
0: ancient monsters. Okay, you're going to tell me the story, but at the end of the story, I'm going to tell you a lot about these people that you're talking about. And I don't even know who it is, but I'm going to tell you about them. Here's what I'm going to tell you about these seven people. The four people who
1: couldn't see the problem with it, no kids. I was the gonna three, say that. I was gonna say the, the four people, people that said that yeah. don't have kids. I knew that, that already. The three people that were like, "Yeah, I'm not so sure."
0: Uh, we're parents. Yeah, of course. And, they were. and case closed. Case closed. The close. The, the there was a case, and as soon as you told me what this, what the uh, facts of the case were, the case was solved. Well, and they
1: just kept saying, "Well, what's wrong with it?" I'm like, "Well, it's drag shows. There's nothing wrong with drag shows." Drag. People dressing in drag and fucking whoever they. Like, Dude, I don't. There's care, nothing but,
0: wrong with what adults do. What adults do. These are kids. Right. So. No. 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 Yeah. No. 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 You never bring in adults where kids are. But now, if kids wanted, to, if the kids wanted to do a drag show, for fun with other kids, like, let's say you had, thirteen-year-olds, middle schoolers. And they were like, hey, we're gonna do a drag show. No problem. Well, some of them some of them are just
1: men in drag like reading a kid story, like a kid hour, and they're not like dancing or they don't have on provocative clothing. They're just in drag. But But why? And, but but why? Well what well, I was trying to tell these people last night is I'm like, look, I know why. It's because there is an agenda with the kids. There is an agenda to put put this on the kids. To, and, and if I'm being generous to the position, it's so that these kids who grow up with it not being some sort of harmful taboo. Right. Okay? All right, I get it. But still, it's kids, and we shouldn't be bringing any sexual stuff into kids' worlds in a way where their parents might not have any control over or contact with what they're being subjected to
0: in well, a public it's, space. Well, it's, it's dumb. It's dumb shit. It's All of it's dumb. First of all these kids are going to know more about drag and trans issues than their parents will ever know in their lives. Period. And not from school and not because some trans person came in and read a story at their school or they did a drag show. It's because they're holding the, all the information in the world in their hand from about the time they're 11. And then they're all talking about it with each other. So You're dumb bringing in a trans person to read a story to these people. That's not going to do anything. It's not, and I just want to be clear it's not necessarily
1: trans people. A lot of, most people who do drag are gay dudes, but so it's not really the trans thing. But I, I just think that adult things should be for adults. And, you know, I don't see a reason to do it for kids. I just don't see a good reason for it. You know?
0: Well, again. You can tell kids anything you want, but they're just going to look at what you're doing. So they're just going to look around and they're going to go, this makes sense to me. And then they're going to do it. So if they're steeped, the sauce that they're steeped in is transphobia or homophobia or misogyny or whatever, they're probably just going to be like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. And nothing anybody is going to say is going to make any difference. Now, if they're critical thinkers, like your thanks daddies here on this podcast, they're going to look at the whatever they're steeped in and they're going to ask questions about it and go, does this make sense? But that's not most of the world. That's not most people. That's a, a, a minority of people that can question the information that they're fed. They can, most people can't question the environment that they're in. They just accept it.
1: Yeah. Or they're, yeah. Or they're in their echo chambers and they just get a bunch of positive feedback about their believeies. And it's painful to, it's painful to question things that you've believed for a long time. I get it.
0: It's the hardest thing to do because you've constructed this structure in your life that you (laughs) feel will keep you safe. You do it. I do it. Everybody does it. It's called your belief system. It's like a skeletal system that protects your vital organs. And when somebody comes along and says, hey, you know that belief system that you have that do you think is going to keep you safe? Uh, it's not. It's wrong. Or it's not even there. It's just something you've constructed in your head. And you're like, oh, what? Huh? No, no, no. And you get scared. And then most people, when they get scared, don't just go, oh, I'm scared. How do I deal with this fear? They immediately get angry because anger is a secondary emotion that comes from fear because you feel like, well, if I just get angry enough at something, I can make it go away or change it. And so people just get angry because they're scared. Belief systems are the hardest things to question and change. I mean, it's almost impossible to change your belief systems. <clears throat>
1: Well, what was really tough about the conversation and it really it really bummed me out because it just on the bus became a microcosm of like what's happening in the larger world. Like the most the most I was saying, I mean, they were like really trying to paint me as like some sort of like super right-wing transphobic monster. It like escalated to that really quick. They
0: were just like painting you for as you are like hyper realistically.
1: <laughs> well, they were just like they were just like really appalled that i that i was saying i think that overly sexualized drag shows should not be for children and they were just taking that what i think is pretty reasonable statement and kind of turning me into like a tucker Car- like it was just really weird and the most i was saying to them was like look i'm not i'm not t- painting you guys into some like pedophiles i was just saying hey i just think maybe you guys not having kids is keeping you from a more well-rounded perspective on this. But the stuff the kind of character stuff they would label on me, it was just it was just intense because in their minds, if you dissent from the script, you're an enemy. Is what it felt like. Whereas like I didn't really see them as an enemy. I just think that they have some bad ideas about kids and, and sex shit.
0: You're not mad at them, you just know they're
1: wrong. I wasn't I got mad when it got personal. It started to kind of get personal, and that that did make me mad. But
0: When I'm confronted with somebody who just refuses to look at the facts of something, because you're just being, I think you're being reasonable with what you're saying. I agree with you completely. I'm like, hey, again, if it's kids, it's got to be kids. Don't bring adults in to do anything. I'm telling you, just don't, like, I'm trying to think of even a, a precedent for anything else where you bring adults in. I mean, obviously, you have teachers and stuff like that. But why bring in Well, you'll, some...
1: you'll bring adults in on, like, a career day. You know, like, we would have, like, firemen come in and talk about what it's like to be a fireman. A police officer would come by. They'd let you get in the car. And,
0: right, or, but but, but yeah. the police officer's not coming in and firing his gun. Like, right. it's cool. Like, on career day, have, have, have somebody who's a drag queen come in and talk about, oh, like, I'm a professional drag queen. This is how I make my living. I go around and I perform. I'm a you know, I, I wear, and and that's fine. One of the things someone said last night, they said, what's
1: the difference between what you do in a drag show? This was literally an argument. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, you know, you put on like a, basically an outfit and you go and perform in front of people. Like, what's the difference? And I was, like, I was like, if you don't know the difference between me playing a show with a guitar and someone in drag and a thong
0: in an elementary
1: school, like I just... What are we talking about here? Well,
0: once, yeah, again, it's the tongue. It's the thought. Is it thong or tongue? Thong. I, I just want to say tongue because I was, and that's the Malaysian pronunciation and I grew up in Malaysia most of my, you know, childhood and early adulthood. So I just want to say tongue. That's the mm-hmm. pronunciation. Right. Oh, are you wearing a thong? That's the way to say it. I mean, when I say it with the, you know correct people are like are they you know of course they're like oh you're a monster but you know because i'm like pronouncing it correctly but whatever i'll use the american thong the problem is the thong if you come in for a career day and you're like hey i'm a i am a guitar player in a band and you're in a thong and you're playing (laughs) guitar people are gonna be like what are you doing like don't wear a thong I don't care what you. I don't care what it is. Oh, you're a strong man? Don't wear a thong. Tell people you're a strong man, but leave your strong man outfit at home. We don't need to see your bulging, tiny, you know, shriveled up, steroided nads.
1: I just think it's sexual in nature. Like, I just think it's sort of fundamentally sexual, which is fine. Uh, it's like dudes who are kind of getting gratification from dressing up as a woman, and it's and they want to wear makeup and. And usually they're dressed provocatively and they have like fake tits and bulges and that's kind of part of the fun of it. And rebranding it as something for kiddos just feels like there's an agenda. That just feels like it's being unreasonably like a circle through a square hole. You know what I mean? It's like looking around going like, wait a minute, what's going on here, baby? But, uh, you know, just like with most culture war stuff, you can't really dissent from that without being written off. And personally attacked. It's interesting.
0: I mean, I'm sure am I'm I'm sure that what you're saying is correct, that there is a sexual nature to to it. But again, uh you know, you have like Eddie Izzard, very famous comedian. He likes to wear women's clothes like all the time now, not just when he's performing. Is he sexually like, is, is him wearing those clothes, is that a sexual thing for him? Like, he's 60 years old. I can't imagine. No, it's just, but, it ma- it, he feels comfortable in those clothes.
1: Yeah. that's And that's fine, but he's not putting on a drag show for kids. Exactly. A drag show feels to me slightly more charged than just someone who wants to wear androgynous clothing, like to go to Walmart. I don't that's know. That's different than putting on a show.
0: I don't know. I think that there's no, I really don't think there's a difference between somebody wearing a dress, singing a song or lip syncing to a Liza Minnelli's song, and Gene Simmons dressing up in his Gene Simmons outfit and performing. I think they're the same. And you could definitely say that Gene Simmons is trying to, you know, he's he's definitely trying to seduce women in the audience with his show, but that's his... Costume, that's his makeup, that's the way he performs. That's the way drag people perform. You have an outfit that you wear when you perform on stage that you feel comfortable with, like you like the way you look. You go, I feel confident and sexy in what I'm wearing when you hit the stage. You're not gonna wear like your pajamas on stage. You're not gonna wear shorts on stage. Yeah. Our shows are also 18 and up. I'm with you completely about uh I don't think that adult stuff is appropriate in a school i agree so whatever that means like you know obviously there's sex education that's taught in schools i don't know it's man you know what it is it's everything is just like a case by case people want to like throw a blanket over everything and there's someone to say well this is the way it is always and forever i'm like no Case. let's look at it a case by case subject you know what i mean right well, yeah,
1: and they... Let's use some common sense, people. They, they were afraid of this idea that, you know, certain, like, conservative lawmakers are trying to, like, ban drag shows, and um, they did that in Tennessee. They banned drag shows from, like, public spaces where kids might be there, and everyone just thinks it's fucking 1984. Um, but I think the common sense thing, like, what I was just trying to get everyone to agree with, which everyone kind of begrudgingly did, was, like, look, an overly sexualized drag show we all agree that kids shouldn't be at those, right? And it was like really tough to get these people to at least agree to that. And I was like, look, that's just all I'm saying. So yeah, maybe it is case by case. I'm not trying to like, I don't know. Uh,
0: I I like the idea though of normalizing people wearing whatever they feel like wearing. There was a guy that used to walk around Austin in a Speedo, this guy, I forget his name, but he had like a shopping cart and that's all he wore was a speedo, and he was a white dude wearing a speedo. He wore a lot of makeup too; like he he kind of looked like a drag queen in a speedo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that guy was a lot, like you know, that guy was a lot, but he wasn't hurting anybody. People actually grew to love that guy, and and he was kind of a you know he was he was kind of the poster child for P- keep Austin weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it.
0: Again, the problem, I think the problem with most people is they don't know how to critically look at information that they're given. And so, if the information that they're given by their government is like there's something wrong with these people for dressing up in women's clothes and wanting to perform, and you're unable to critically analyze that information, then you might just go. Yeah, those people are doing something wrong and need to be punished for it. And I think that's the problem: is that you uh, people just can't figure out that that's not true for themselves, and they have to be told. And so, so you kind of do need people to kind of come in and go, "Hey, this is this is what's up." Even though your parents, even though the community that you live in, even though a lot of people in fucking Tennessee or whatever are completely homophobic and transphobic or whatever, what these people are doing is not wrong. It's just something they're called to do or something that makes them feel good or makes them feel comfortable. They're not out to harm you or harm anybody. And and I think that's good, but also not in school, <laughs> not in, not in, not for kids. Not don't wear a thong in front of kids and do some weird, thongy drag show in front of kids no i don't i don't like it in germany dude in germany there's no laws for nudity so if you're walking through english or gardens with your kid you will look to your left and there will be a guy there playing frisbee with another dude and guess what you're seeing bouncy ass testicles and dicks (laughs) now my parents didn't care because they're my parents are nudists they like nudity (laughs) but i am the opposite. I'm. I'm always cl- have my clothes on at all times. My wife's rarely seen me naked in full daylight. Shits. When we get naked, the lights are all low. The curtains are closed tight.
1: Yeah. No lumen. No <laughs> lumen shall pass.
0: Dude, the lumens in the single digits, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it takes to see something with the naked eye, but it's definitely in the double digits, <laughs> as far as Lumen are concerned.
1: Well, look, we got to go. We got I know. We can talk this about this forever. Uh, but I think we buttoned it up fine. This episode is a little light on the chuckles, but a little
0: heavy on what I like to call real-life sauce. Well, we're talking about some shit that can't really ever be unra- un- unraveled or you know we talked about it we did we did what we need to do we did our job and we're going to keep
1: doing it in the secret weekly thank you for listening we appreciate everyone who supports the show and we're going to head now over there if you want to join us over there uh we are on patreon patreon.com slash iok and we go now to the secret weekly we'll see you next week bye
0: bye <laughs>